Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. We are going to have a fascinating conversation, as usual, as we learn from people all around the world at all ages and stages of life. Stay tuned as we shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer Speaks Radio. I'm your host, Lori LeBay, and I'm thrilled you can join us today. We are going to be talking about finding care and support resources for you and your loved ones dealing with dementia. And we are honored today to have the Neurologic Foundation with us. But before I introduce you to our guest, Bianca, I am just going to do a couple of shout outs. First of all, Alzheimer's Speaks has one whole section dedicated to free resources that we've developed. So please check that out. Um, We've been doing that since uh, 2009. So there's audio and video and and tools you can print out, all kinds of different things. Uh, So just go to alzheimerspeaks.com and click on our free resources tab. Um, You can also check out our book, Betty the Bald Chicken, Lessons in How to Care. It's a children's book that opens up the door to conversation of how to care, and it's not just dementia-specific. And it can be used on a one-on-one basis, in a group basis, for programming, all different kinds of things. And then last, I want to give a shout out to Dementia Map, which is a global resource directory uh, that we created. It has over 150 categories that you can search, and it's growing every day. There's also a calendar of events, a glossary of terms and um, some articles and so much more. So you can just go to DementiaMap.com. Now let's go ahead and pull in our guest. Well, Bianca, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I think this is going to be a great conversation about support and resources for families and their loved ones. This is such a hot topic, such a need, especially since the pandemic, when many, many services went out of business and haven't popped back in. So I'd like you to kind of introduce yourself first, if you don't mind. Yeah, thank you for having me here today. Um, My name is Bianca Chan. I am a high school student in North Carolina, and I am leading an organization. It's a nonprofit organization called the Neurologic Foundation. So in this organization, organization we're um, dedicated to providing care and support Uh, resources to different communities um, in North Carolina and beyond. Wonderful. Now, are you familiar with uh, Haley Richmond or Lorenzo's place at all? Um, I think I've heard of it. Okay, because Haley, um, I believe she's in high school too. She has two nonprofits, but she's reaching out to kids around the world. Uh, You might want to touch base with her. I'd be more than glad to do an introduction And then Lorenzo's house um, does a lot with uh, young adults, um, and they're really on a fast track making some big differences with doing summits and gatherings and things like that, too. So they might be really interesting uh, to to connect with as well for you. Um, And again, I'll, I'll be more than glad to introduce you to both of those if that's of interest, okay? Yeah. Are they um, based in North Carolina? 
No, they're not, but they work internationally, you know. So Lorenzo's is probably more focused nationally, though I know they've got some people involved internationally. And Haley's working with kids all over the world um, and just getting them to interact with people with dementia. One of her um, programs is Puzzles to Remember. So she ships free puzzles out to people. And they can uh, have kids engage uh, with seniors on that and people dealing with dementia. And then another one is developing support groups and stuff. And she's been active in the nonprofit, I think, since she's been like eight. And I think she's 14 or 15 now. So she might just be a really nice resource for you and, um, and colleague in this battle to, to get resources out. So Wonderful. Well, now, have you been personally touched by dementia? Is that why you're getting involved in this arena? Um, so I did not have, you know, any family members who um, are, are affected by dementia or Alzheimer's disease. Um, but I do have um, experience or I've had, you know, family friends who um, have deal with this disease. So um, I've, you know, known from their experience what it's like to have to tackle with um, living with this disease and the challenges. Wow, that's amazing that you haven't been personally touched in your own family. Uh, I, you know, kudos to you for for stepping in. This is really an important area that needs so much work. What's your story about, you know, how you started the the Neurologic Foundation and and why? Yeah, so I guess um, I should kind of start with um, like why I got into the movement um, and kind of how my advocacy for this disease began. Um, So I think it started all back in eighth grade. So I remember um, I was, you know, scrolling on my online on a phone and um, I came across a video of a former ballerina who suffers from severe memory loss. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video before or you've seen the article before, but um, I clicked on the video because, you know, I was really intrigued by the headline of this article. So I looked into it some more and um, I was really touched by the power of music in kind of preserving her memories. And um, so I was also kind of intrigued by the science um, basis behind her memory loss. So I got involved in a fulfilling opportunity um, to conduct science research um, that later that summer. So I conducted research on the biomarkers of Alzheimer's disease um, by, you know, using MRI and PET scans to study these biomarkers. And then um, my story on neurologic started um, from this project, actually, because through this project, I interacted with patients and their families about um, the challenges they face while navigating through the disease. And one thing that I noticed was a lot of them said that geographical locations and financial constraints are major barriers in accessing these resources. So a lot of them voices concerns. So I took that um, into heart. And um, from that, um, I really wanted to kind of get involved in bridging this gap between, uh, you know, the financial gap and also the geographical location. Um, So I really want to get involved in that. And that's why I founded the Neurologic Foundation. Wow, what insights at such a young age. I love it. I, I actually have seen that video of the ballerina and it is you just you're just in awe 
of, you know, how she just starts swooning in her, in her wheelchair and how she just comes alive again. It's, it's pretty cool. And the, the studies on music have been pretty profound. And yet, you know, to me, it's really sad that we are not prescribing like iPads or, or iPods and things for people to get playlists. You know, we still only really um, finance drugs. And yet music and things and art um, and other um, social aspects are so powerful and so life changing, not only to the to the person diagnosed, but to their family as well. It kind of brings them back to that that normal again and gives them that connection. What kinds of services do you guys provide at the Neurologic Foundation? Yeah, so right now we're focusing mainly on two programs. And the first one is called Neuroboxes. So that's where we have um, designed products with cognitive stimulation activities. Um, So that includes like puzzles, coloring books, um, crossword puzzles, um, fidget toys, magic springs, and also green tea packets. So we've done research on, you know, the scientific basis behind each of these items and how they have been shown to help these patients um, exercise their frontal lobes. Um, So, um, but by designing these products, we then package them in individual boxes and then uh, donate them to different memory care homes, support groups, adult daycare centers um, in North Carolina. So how do you, how do you fund that then if you're donating them? Yeah, so we design these boxes through um, fundraisers in our community. So um, we've done bake sale fundraisers mainly. So uh, we've set up booths um, in our local areas. And then we've also done door to door you know, fundraisers where we've gone around different neighborhoods and asked for donations. So we've told them about, you know, our cause and why it's really important for them to you know, help with this cause. And then that's how we fundraise money that way. Oh, that's neat. Do you ever approach, I'm just thinking of companies, even like the dollar stores, where maybe they would donate some things fairly, fairly inexpensive, or I'm thinking even Crayola with color crayons and things like that, or or pencils? Yeah, I've actually never done that before. But, you know, I think that's definitely something I want to look into in the future. You brought up a good point. Yeah, I just think, you know, a little here and a little there. But I mean, it's amazing what you're doing, you know, off of bake sales and stuff. And I, uh, you know, just in talking to you, I can't believe you're not um, at the end of college. I mean, you seem so pulled together. Is your family involved in research at all? Or Um, so uh, my brother is so my parents are not, uh, you know, STEM focused, research focused people, but they're really supportive in what I do. And they've also helped me with like bake sale fundraisers. So um, they're also definitely very devoted to this cause. My brother, um, he's involved in science research, but not specifically in Alzheimer's. Okay, wonderful. Now you said there were two programs. Did I miss one? You had the the neural boxes. And then was there a second one? Yes. So um, the second one is the music entertainment program that we have, which is called Neural Melodies. So that's basically where we recruit um, student musicians and different music groups um, across North Carolina, whether they're 
you know, in the triangle area in North Carolina or other parts of the coastal areas in North Carolina. So we recruit them to play music for different um, elderly care homes. So we've done that mainly virtually because we want to, you know, expand and be able to reach this program to as many people in North Carolina as we can. And so we've done uh, through uh, virtual gatherings. Um, So we've, um, you know, show showcase music played by these students to different families and their patients um virtually and both in person and oh I'm sorry go ahead oh sorry um and these music there's uh you know a variety of genres and music video lengths um because we recognize that um you know, the uh, the attention span of patients may not be very long. Um, so we have um, video lengths that are of, you know, one minute or two minutes to video lengths that are of like 10 minutes. So because we want to accommodate for everyone's needs. Um, and then we also have started incorporating musical tunes of specific audio frequencies that have been shown um, by MIT uh, to have a um, effect on these behavioral and cognitive symptoms. Oh, fantastic. So uh, for the musicians, are they all students too? Yes, they're all students um, here in North Carolina. So they're mainly high school students. Okay. Gosh, I am just so impressed with all you've, with all you've pulled together. Why do you think it's so important to get these services and, and products into the family's hands? Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Um, so I think it's really critical um, for us to, you know, reach as many people as we can with our programs, um, because in the Alzheimer's world, um, these arts-based interventions, um, even though they might not be super known in, you know, like the scientific world, where, as you might have mentioned, um, it's mainly financing uh, treatments and um, different like drugs. I think it's really important now more than ever uh, for these arts-based interventions to also come in and have a role because uh, these arts-based interventions can um connect these caregivers and these patients. So it leads them to, you know, relax and help them in a really calming way and not, you know, make them more stress. And it's a great way for the caregivers and the patients to bond. You know, I do a thing called Dimension Arts, and uh, it's where people with dementia showcase their artwork and they talk about what they get out of doing art. They are so powerful and so talented and so diverse in terms of what they're able to do. And it really is a stigma buster for so Mm -hmm. many people to see what they're still capable of doing. And and I, 
I still think that part of, you know, how they feel so free and doing stuff is their egos kind of left the building and they're not worried about people judging them anymore. Like I would be, if I would do art, cause I'm, I'm not an artist in any way, shape or form. Um, back in the day I did things with, uh, I actually painted with toothpicks back in the day and I love doing that, but uh, I still have paints that I bought during COVID that I haven't used yet. And I, and I need to get back to that because it is something that I enjoy. And I, and I think um, for people to partake in the arts is just, it's so powerful. It's life-changing for them. It gives them purpose. It gives them the sense of calmness that they talk about all the time um, and this peacefulness to the point where um, in our group, anyways, they say sometimes their family has to like drag them away from the table and go, it's time to eat or go to bed because they just get so zoned in. But when they're that comfortable, it also, they say, reduces their symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's a good thing for everyone. Um, if you are just tuning in, we are talking with Bianca Chan, who is the executive director of Neurologic Foundation. And she's talking about the services and products that uh, her group has developed and gives out freely to families as resources. And I'm just so impressed. So you can learn more about her uh, foundation by going to neurologicfoundation.wixsite.com. That's our website. And you can also email uh, Bianca at neurologicfoundation at gmail.com. Or you can follow follow the organization on Instagram as well. So let's let's talk a little bit further about how do families access these resources? You mentioned that they were that they were free. You do fundraising to support them. I just think this is wonderful. Is it is it accessible just to families in North Carolina? So, um, yeah, that's a good question. So for the neuroboxes, um, as of currently, uh, we've mainly distributed to families in North Carolina, but we've been reaching out to um, different homes and um, groups, even in South Carolina um, and even beyond in Massachusetts and New York. So the main thing we want to do here um, is so... um, so the main thing we want to do through, you know, these programs is we want to re- reach as many people as we can. Um, so we've definitely um, gone out our way to make sure that, you know, other people from other states and other, you know, populations from other states are also able to reach these resources. And even though our neuroboxes are currently only limited to North Carolina residents, our music entertainment program has expanded to other states um, like Massachusetts New York. Um, And we've, like I said, we've done that through virtual showcase of these music videos. And so we've reached out to specific support groups that we know of um, through Dementia Map. um, And then also through um, educational workshops that we've done in the past um, to try to, you know, expand and try to reach and connect to as many patients as we can. Okay, great. Now in Massachusetts, are you connected with the percolator group at all? Um, Not as of currently. Okay, I will connect you to them too. Um, The percolator group would be wonderful. And then also um, the memory cafe directory. Are you connected with Dave on that? Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the percolator group has a 
has a list of different activities that people can tap into. And so yours might be a nice one to be added to that group. I think they have, um, well, I don't even know how many, how many groups they are tracking, what size their membership is, but it, it started just being Massachusetts and I know it went national. And I think there's even international people that belong to the group now, but they're just full of great, great information. And um, so, like I said, I will add that onto my list to connect you to um, what other things are you planning on for the foundation? Do you have some other other ventures you're looking at um, tackling in the future? Yeah, so definitely in the future, I want to host more in-person um, events. So through these in-person events, I really hope to, you know, partner with museums um, to showcase dementia-friendly exp- exhibitions, potentially, because I know that is a really big thing um, in some of the other states like um, New York, I know that they've done that in the Met Museum before. And I think it will be a really cool and um, powerful thing for um, the residents here in North Carolina to also experience that. Um, But also, I want to start partnering with um, professionals, so um, clinicians, and also really trained professionals to host support groups um, for these individuals and these families. um, Because I think it's really also really important for us um, to connect these with these individuals on, you know, like a personalized um, one-on-one basis. Great. I was going to say, if you were ever interested in one of the things that I do is a memory cafe that's virtual. So it's for people with dementia and their care partners. And, you know, we always used to meet in person and tell, tell the pandemic And then even after the pandemic, they decided to stay online. So now we have somebody over in Belgrade. I'm located in Minnesota. So most people are here, but we've got somebody in Florida, uh, somebody out in New Jersey, and anybody is welcome to participate in that. But that's not a one-on-one. That's a a group. Um, And, you know, feel free to to share that with with anyone. They just have to reach out to me. And we are always open to, to expanding that group. They they're so giving of their knowledge. And uh, it's nice to have that peer group back again uh, with that. So yeah, wonderful. Well, this is just all so exciting. I just, uh, like I said, I'm amazed at what all you've done. What year did you start all of this in? So I started around two years ago in 2021. Um, So that was when I was in 10th grade, and I'm about to be a senior in high school now. Okay, gosh, well, you should be really proud of yourself and your family should be really proud of yourself too, for the way that you're tackling this. Now, after high school, what, what plans do you have? Are you still, are you looking at getting into the dementia field and staying there? Are you going a whole different, different direction? Yeah, I'm definitely planning to continue what I'm doing right now. So um, in in college, um, I definitely want to conduct more research, like scientific lab research on Alzheimer's disease. So I want to, you know, get involved through that even more. And then also, um, I want to major in um, neurobiology in college. So I hope to continue to stay, um, you know, in, you know, the neuroscience field, And then potentially, I hope to go to medical school um, to become a neurologist. Wonderful. I don't know if you're familiar with Max Wallach, but he, you know, he started out on this path. He actually worked with with Haley Richmond initially when they they wrote the book 
what was it called? Oh, wise grandma's underpants in the refrigerator or something like that. And they sketched it out, but it was, it was just a cute book to tell kind of a family story of different things that can happen. And he's the one who started the puzzles to remember program. And he's gone on to uh, be a neurologist and, and things, but it was amazing what he's done. And, and I think Haley's kind of on that path as well to, to see um, what a difference kids can make. And I think so often we shut you guys out trying to protect you, you know, thinking, well, this is an adult thing, but you guys come up with such cool, creative ways to connect and have just this energy and, um, yeah, you're doing amazing things. So kudos to you. Uh, anything that we haven't covered that we should cover about your foundation? Yeah, so um, I would like to add that, you know, I mentioned that we work with, you know, memory care homes. So with like a large group basis. <laughs> um, but I will also like that, like to add that we try to also target um, families. So um, we've done that through, you know, caregiver workshops and educational workshops that are hosted by our other organizations here in North Carolina. Um, so um, at these workshops, we would um, connect with families and caregivers on, you know, like a individual basis to see how we could help them and how we could, you know, uh, best suit their needs. So uh, if they are not affiliated with like a support group or a memory care home, um, we also try to help them as much as possible. Um, and yeah. Okay. Well, if, uh, if you want to talk offline later, I'd be more than willing to do a workshop for you for families and things as well. I just think it's really important. My, I don't know how much you know about my story, but my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years. So it was really life-changing for me. And I just think it's so important to pull people together and kind of take the scary out of this journey and show them that there's still a lot of great life to be lived. Well, Bianca, mm -hmm. this has just been wonderful. Um, again, I'm going to ask our audience, which I always do, but to like, click and share this show, not because I, it's an ego thing for me, but because people need to connect with products and services and tools. And what Bianca, Bianca is doing is free especially if you're in North Carolina. But again, if you're interested in their music program, you know, that's vir virtual. And so that's a possibility as well. Um, and she doesn't look like she's going to slow down in terms of what she's doing and how she's tackling things, which is absolutely wonderful. So be a giver of hope. Take a minute to like, click and share, pass this on to your sphere of influence. You'll be shocked at how many people are dealing with this that you didn't even know because it still isn't an, an, an open, comfortable conversation for so many people. And we need to change that. And one of the ways we do that is by getting people resources and not feeling so isolated. So join the movement and become a giver of hope. And again, you can go to Bianca's uh, foundation, which is the Neurologic Foundation. Uh, their website, again, is neurologicfoundation.org. Wix site that's w-i-x-s-i-t-e.com you can email her at the neurologic foundation at gmail.com and then also follow her on instagram at the neurologic foundation thank you everybody i really appreciate your time and bianca i wish you nothing but the best in the future i think what you're doing is absolutely incredible so thank you so much Thank you so much for having me today. And thank you for listening, everyone. 
Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.